This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. I'm your host. We bring you the best in baseball and hockey action. Of course, hockey a few months away. So we bring in our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N. T.I., how are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great, Sean. It's been a great week. Absolutely loved that Field of Dreams game, which we did predict the White Sox win on our show. That's right. It was a tight one. I was sweating that one out, but uh, <laughs> the White Sox did have uh, ninth inning heroics courtesy of Tim Anderson. It was everything a Hollywood script could have asked for. Yeah, you know what? And I had originally thought it was kind of gimmicky, kind of uh-huh. silly. Agreed. And you know yeah. what? Maybe it was. But it really mm-hmm. turned out to be great for television. Biggest uh, watched regular season baseball game, I believe, since 2012, something yeah. to that extent. So, I mean, uh, obviously it turned out really well. There there will be one next year. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But we will start today in Washington, where the Blue Jays, a favorite here on Sticks and Stacks, by the way. We look cover <laughs> a lot of Blue Jays here. Blue Jays at Nationals. What are you thinking? You know, it's hard not to cover the Blue Jays because offensively they are so potent. And tonight we're going to see this again is my prediction. We've got Alec Manoa versus Eric Fetty. Okay. Eric Fetty has allowed 14 hits over his last nine innings pitched. In the meantime, Toronto has scored the fifth most runs and has the second highest batting average since the All-Star break. On the other side, Manoa is 5-1 and one on the season with a 2.59 ERA and 71 strikeouts across 59 innings. So we saw the Nationals just clean house, and these teams are obviously going in very opposite directions. So I really don't see this going anyway, but Toronto winning, of course, anything can happen. But the way that the Blue Jays hit and the way that Fetty has uh, obliged hitters, <laughs> seems like this is probably going to be a good game for the Jays. So there's not a lot of money if you take them on the money line, minus 200. But last week we talked about taking – um, first five inning right. opportunities, right? So this is a perfect one. Over on BetMGM, I can take the Jays on the run line, that's minus one and a half, in the first five innings for plus 110. And that seems like an easy way to get plus money on this game. Yeah, and that that's a great way of doing it. I find myself looking at a lot of that too, in part not only because you can find yourself in the plus, but because so many times uh, bullpens on every team, good team, bad team, indifferent, can be really volatile. And you don't necessarily know what you're going to get from any game, but starting pitchers tend to be a little bit more consistent. In baseball, a sport where consistency reigns supreme over the long haul, in the short haul, a single game at a time, there's an awful lot of variability. So I love those those five-inning kind of bets there i think they're really really good are there any particular players obviously we you mm-hmm. said that they're potent offense they're also <laughs> they're fun so i i enjoy watching all those blue jays hitters go yep but what do you like tonight i really like all the hitters here i mean they're all in play right but i want you to check if he goes but george springer has been hitting 284 with nine home runs versus righties just since the all-star break so he's a little bit banged up but he's supposed to be back tonight so double check on that Teoscar Hernandez has been been batting 318 with five homers and a stolen base. And Simeon has been hitting 273 with five homers and two stolen bases all since the All-Star break. And of course, we know Bo Bichette, Vlad, they're always in play. They're all phenomenal baseball players. But the value here over on FanDuel 
would be Randall Gritchick, who has four bombs versus righties since the All-Star break, and he's only 2,500 tonight. You know what? You've been on Gritchick for a couple weeks here, yeah. and, and you were absolutely right on that because, yeah, he's really heated up. And I think if people have been listening and, and doing a little bit, whether it's DFS or or in you know traditional betting player props, if you've been going with Randall Gritchick, things have been going pretty well. Now, over in Washington, uh, look, there, there's not a lot left, to be totally honest. And you think about some of the players that have been going well. Look, Josh Bell's one that's had a really good year leading the team in slugging at the same time josh bell is ice cold i mean ice cold for the month hitting 200 even worse in the last 10 games so you have to be sure to you look at those more consistent normal numbers after the all-star break and after the trade deadline sometimes that's exactly what you're going to get so on a, on a fading nationals team make sure you're looking at guys that, that have been hot lately the other thing to do if you're looking for options is look for guys that have gotten more playing time in the wake of some of the trades because on occasion even though you may have a player that's not dominant not amazing if you can get in really cheap on the dfs it sometimes allows you to get the players that you really want as well Absolutely. I, I second all of that. Well, good. I'm on track then. Well, let's go a little <laughs> bit south down to Tampa Bay, where the Rays, a very, very good baseball team, will be hosting the Orioles, a very, very bad baseball team. However, the Orioles have a rather good pitcher on the mound. Ignore wins and losses. That's a weird thing. Anyway, look at ERA. Look at whip. John Means this year, 3.21 ERA, 0.97 whip. Gives the Orioles, I think, a little bit of a puncher's chance, Jen. He does. Um, but let's look at this a little closer. Um, Baltimore is on an 0-10 losing streak. Uh, I don't really see that changing versus the <laughs> yeah. first place Rays at home. Uh, Baltimore has a minus 208 run differential, and Tampa Bay has a plus 120. Now, John Means, his season ERA is fantastic. In fact, remember, he, hit, he pitched nearly a perfect game right. and got one of the no-hitters. However, since coming off the I.L., He's really struggled. He's allowed a lot of hard hit balls. He just has not been himself. I don't think he's quite right yet. So if you break it down to the last few games, John Means is not looking as sharp as he did. However, I do think Means is going to exceed his strikeout prop. Tampa Bay Rays have the second highest strikeout rate in the league versus lefties, and they have only a 230 batting average. So, you're right. I don't know that I want to take that extreme money line for Tampa Bay because there is a puncher's chance that Baltimore could take this if John Means is dialed in. His strikeout prop over on BetMGM, over five and a half strikeouts, is plus 105. I kind of like that. Over on FanDuel, over five and a half strikeouts is still minus 110. So that tells you that's probably a pretty good bet and you're getting better odds over at BetMGM. And of course, always shop around. Again, I don't think you're going to make a lot of money um, betting the heavy favorites here of Tampa Bay. I think they probably will win, but I don't know that it's it's worth it or that is that much fun. Another one I like is, uh, and this is kind of a long shot, but I like Randy or Rose Arena for a home run at plus 280. Sometimes it's fun to parlay a few of those home runs together or just, just take a home run shot, put $5 on it. Why not? He has three hits and two home runs and just seven at-bats facing John Means. So it, it's kind of a fun one there. 
Yeah, and, and boy, they're just so loaded down in Tampa. You look at a guy mm-hmm. like a Rosarena who's almost been lost in the shuffle at times, but mm-hmm. so explosive, great power speed combination. So exactly. there are a lot of weapons. One of the other guys is kind of interesting, slumping a little bit of late, but a guy that's got good power, good extra base hits, that's Austin Meadows. And it, and it feels like he should get a little bit better. Uh, yesterday, got off the schneid a bit, one for four, had a triple, couple RBI. Uh, he's got a low batting average on the season. But again, if you're talking about a guy that maybe in DFS that isn't going to cost you a lot, it's a reasonably good matchup against a guy that's got good power and has a chance to get a couple extra base hits. So I don't mind someone like Austin Meadows as long as you keep your expectations somewhat low. But he may surprise, and in those big uh, group DFS contests, those are the kind of guys that may end up being a little bit helpful for you as well. He could. And let me give give you guys one really kind of weird play because I always like these, you know. I love weird plays. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you a few in this uh, podcast here. But this one is going to be Mike Brasso. I know you're all saying, didn't he get sent down? Yes, but he got brought back up on Sunday. He's played both games since then. In 11 career at-bats versus John Means, he has four home runs and is slugging over 1500 <laughs> and he's $2,100 on FanDuel. So he's totally worth a dart. Then you can afford all the George Springers and Vladimir Gutierrez. I mean, sorry, Vladimir Guerrero juniors that you want. If you can get a great play and Mike Brasso for 2100, I think it's worth a flyer. Look at you. Like, you know, spoiling our show, getting ahead of things. Spoiler alert. Vladimir Gutierrez. We, we will get there. We'll take a look at a couple other matchups both from the DFS and betting perspective. We'll do that just in a couple moments here on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotor, your host. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. I'll talk to you. Jen is a Jen Piacenti. That's Jen P-I-A-C-E-N. T-I. We go on to our next game. Look, we went down the East Coast. Now we're going to go uh, right into that Midwest, into the uh, southern part of Texas, where we find ourselves with the Rangers out in Arlington. Used to be, actually, used to be in Arlington, pardon me, the Globe Life Field there. So you, you find yourself in Arlington at that Globe Life Field, and now they are hosting the Mariners. Now, the Rangers are bad. 42 and 76. Spencer Howard, uh, a pitcher that hasn't impressed too much, but then again, he's pitched, you know, five innings. So a little hard to predict. Seattle Mariners, however, seven games over 500. And I've got to be honest, I'm not sure how, Jen. <laughs> yeah, not neither am I. I think it's mostly Mitch Hanniger and Kyle Seeger, and, and that's about it. So this game is kind of a gross one. There's no question about it. I mean, who really wants to watch these teams play? They're both kind of boring. I mean, it's frustrating trying to watch Jared Kelnick. We know he's such a talented prospect and he hasn't been there, but there are a few bright spots in here. Um, One thing to point out is that the starter here is probably actually going to be a tandem. It looks like Taylor Hearn may be starting. He's a lefty and then followed by Spencer Howard. So they're going to be cobbling together some starting pitching for Texas. On the other side, you've got uh, Tyler Anderson for the Mariners, who's probably the best pitcher of the three that we know are going to be kind of starting. So Texas is batting a league worst 186 versus left-handed pitchers. This game looks like it's probably going to go in Tyler Anderson's favor. Now, Seattle isn't a lot better, as you said, um, but somehow they have been offensively pretty good since the All-Star break. Ty France is the play I want to make here. 
Ty France, you may or may not have noticed, is swinging a really hot bat, hitting 345 during the month of August with a 927 OPS. And over his last 23 at-bats, he has a 435 average and a 1.132 OPS. And if you want to talk about splits, he has two home runs and is batting 400 versus lefties. And then he has two home runs and is batting 318 versus righties. So any way you look at it, I like Ty France here. I like him for one and a half total bases, over one and a half total bases at plus 125. I think he can get us a double. He can get us a couple singles. Something's going to happen there for Ty France. And that's the play for this game. I will take the Mariners to win as well. I will too. And, you know, the money line sitting at about minus 140, I, I can live with that. Yeah, to be I totally can too. honest. So yeah. I'm okay with that when you look at that matchup uh, with the Mariners at minus 140. I'm, I'm totally good with that. So I, I'm, I'm looking at this game the same as you, a little bit one sided. The only thing to be aware is when you have, whether it, it, it's Howard or, or anybody else, you kind of have those Johnny Holstaff days that you end up mm-hmm. with a lot of uh, unpredictability because guys like, for example, let's look at Spencer Howard. innings pitched this year, but he's got six strikeouts. That's not that unusual if you've never seen a guy before, because nowadays everyone's throwing in the 90s. And if you've never seen them, yeah, you run a risk of getting some strikeouts. So that's the one concern I would have for the Mariners, but it's not a significant one. This seems to be a really good fit for the M's. Uh, You're facing a lot of different pitchers because Howard also in those five innings had two walks and a home run. So it does feel like a great day. Plug in all those Mariners, especially the ones on the cheap for DFS tonight, so you can get the big money guys we were talking about earlier uh, on, you know, Toronto or Tampa teams that have great matchups with really good offenses. We're going to just kind of sample another one tonight. We're going to go out to Cincinnati, where the Reds, 10 games over 500, taking on the Cubs, who had had their fire sale. These two teams, mm-hmm. by the way, we we teased it a bit. Those are your contestants for the 2022 Field of Dreams games, which went off so well that it sounds like it's already going to be an annual event. The Cubs and Reds are next. Interesting choice, I guess. The Reds, the first Major League Baseball team. Cubs have their Triple A team in Iowa for a long time. But uh, I'm not sure how much of a draw that is. They're really going to find out how much just the whole playing in a cornfield thing works on TV, I guess, later for anybody. But you teased the starting pitcher earlier, a little Freudian slip. Tell me about Vladimir Gutierrez. Yeah, I'm kind of digging Vlad Gutierrez as a contrarian play in your GPP lineups today on DraftKings or FanDuel. He is dirt cheap on both of them. Look, he doesn't have really flashy stuff. But he's quietly put together an ERA of 3.95 on the season, and he surrendered only three runs across his last 19 innings pitch. But most importantly, as we discussed, the Cubs are an absolute free fall, and they make for a really good matchup because they have a league leading, get ready for this, 27.5% strikeout rate since the All-Star break. That's what happens when you get rid of Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, uh, Anthony Rizzo, that's what you're left with. So don't get me wrong. I'm excited for these kids. There's some kids there, Ortega. There's people there that are really talented. But I think when you put together the Cubs, who are, what are they, 0-10 in their last 10, I believe. And then yep. you've got Cincinnati, who's really gunning for a spot still, a wild card spot, yes. or even trying to knock Milwaukee off the throne. It's possible they could. So two teams going in very opposite directions. And I so I kind of like Gutierrez as a contrarian play here. 
And I like a few of these players, too. I mean, we, Joey Votto's having a, a great turn back the clock year. Uh, you look at, of course, uh, Nick mm-hmm. Castellanos, who's having a really good year as well. Lots of good power hitter there. And uh, the guy, if you haven't paid attention, uh, maybe sleeper even rookie of the year candidate, Jonathan India, infielder, second him. baseman for the Reds, really uh, doing a lot of stuff in the last couple games. And specifically the last time these two teams played, Jonathan India went three for six with a double, a homer. Five ribbies. I don't mind him tonight, whether you're talking yeah. about some player props you like or DFS. Yeah, and remember, Kyle Hendricks is one of the highest contact pitchers in the league. He blew up last time. I don't think he'll be that bad this time, but uh, he pitches to contact. And Joey Votto, Jonathan India, they make contact. Yeah, Hendricks has already given up 24 home runs. Yep. Yikes. Well, let's take a quick look at these. We're going to ask our expert, Jen, about one bet she really likes in each of these games as we recap. Let's look at Toronto at Washington. All right. I like the Jays on the run line. That's minus one and a half in the first five innings at plus 110. All right. The Orioles at the Rays. I like John Means for a strikeout prop of over five and a half strikeouts at plus 105. And as a long shot, Randy Rosarina home run at plus 280. Wow. Not a lot of people picking <laughs> Orioles players, but of course this one does make sense. Now let's go over to the Mariners at the Rangers. I like the Mariners to win this on the money line. And I also like Ty France for over one and a half total bases at plus 125. And our bonus game this particular podcast, the Cubs at the Reds. How are you not taking Cincinnati here? And I like Vlad Gutierrez as a GPP play in your FanDuel lineups. There you have it. If you haven't been listening, thanks for joining us, of course. Hope we get you some good ideas. Go win yourself a, a little bit of money there, whether it's in betting or whether it's in DFS or what are your states like I am in Colorado, where you can do both. So thanks for joining us uh, at Sticks and Stacks. We try to do this a couple times a week for you during the baseball season. Quick 15 minutes in and out. Get you back on your day. Get you back on the winning track. Thanks for joining us today, Jen. Appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure, Sean. Let's do it again later this week. We will do exactly that. So go ahead and hit subscribe right wherever you're getting this podcast. And we will catch you later this week. For Jen Piacenti, I'm Sean Drochar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.